appreciate you. Well, let's welcome Brother Rouse, love and appreciate him. I want him to come preach to us. God bless him tonight. God bless him. Hallelujah. Come on, would you clap your hands unto the Lord all across this house? And what would somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Come on, if you know he's been good to you, would you give him some praise? Hallelujah. No place I'd rather be than to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to tell somebody close to you, I came to praise him tonight. Hallelujah. I came to praise him. I came to magnify his name in this house. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy endureth forever. Amen to all generations. Amen, amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said, how many is really glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen, amen, amen. There's no better place to be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. For here in the house of the Lord, anything can happen. Anything is possible. Amen. You can leave here knowing that I have been in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. You can leave here walking different, talking different. Amen. Acting different, knowing that God is on my side, knowing that God is fighting my battles, that God loves me, that God cares about the situations in my life, in my mind, in my spirit. Amen. What a wonderful, mighty God we serve. I wonder one more time, would somebody lift your voice? Come on, would somebody shout out hallelujah to the King of Kings? to the Lord of Lords. God, I thank you, Jesus. How many of those we have the power to bind up the adversary tonight? How many of those we got the power to bind up the adversary? Amen. Whatsoever we would loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Come on, you ought to loose some things in your life tonight. You ought to bind up the adversary and let him know that I have been loosed in the Holy Ghost, loosed by the power of God. He is molding me and making me into the vessel that he desires me to be. Amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse number 39. Amen. What an honor to see everyone here in the house of the Lord tonight. Give honor to all the guests that are here. Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing. Amen. I don't know if you've realized this or not, but God is on the move. Amen. We serve a God that's not taking a break somewhere. Amen. He's not on halftime somewhere waiting uh, for the second half to begin. Amen. But he's working. He's moving. He's having his way in the storm and the whirlwind. Doesn't matter what it is. God is still working and God is still moving. Amen. Luke chapter 22 verse number 39 says, And he went out and went, and as he walked to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And, he was, and when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he, was within, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Amen. The word of the Lord tells us that Jesus takes his disciples into the garden 
And there he goes a little farther and uh, after he admonishes them to pray that they enter not into temptation. And as he makes his way back to them, he finds them asleep. And the word of the Lord says that they are asleep for sorrow. And he said unto them, Arise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together all across this house one more time. God, Lord, I come before you, God. I pray that you would empty me of myself, um, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, Lord, I pray that you'd move and work in this house tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you would bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. Uh, I admit my dependence upon you, God. I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage uh, in this house, God. Uh, Lord, let there be liberty in this place, God. I pray that you would minister, God, anoint somebody's ears uh, to hear hear your word tonight, God, Lord, that they would let it sink in, God, uh, that not only would they hear your word, but they, that they would apply it to their lives tonight, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would destroy every chain, destroy every shackle, uh, every fetter that would try to bind up in this place tonight, God. Uh, Lord, use me as an instrument, as a tool in the palm of your hands, God. Uh, Lord, and I pray that if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, God, uh, that it would be said that it was because of your anointing. I wonder, would you clap your hands one more time? I wonder what somebody shouting to God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody ought to let out your praise a little bit right now. God, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, there's nobody like you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Jesus. God, I thank you for what you're doing. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this house tonight, God. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you what the Lord has laid on my heart. Amen. As I was in prayer. Uh, today, amen, and I feel this fresh on my spirit, and I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. Is that all right? Hallelujah. Strength is birthed in the garden. Amen. Strength is birthed in the garden. Uh, the Gospel of Mark tells us that the garden Jesus went into to pray was called Gethsemane. And that word Gethsemane means an oil press or in the sense of treading out grapes or like a wine press or a vat for holding grapes in, uh, in store for pressing them. And here uh, as we uh, begin to find out as we read in our passage the name of this garden was very fitting for what was about to take place in Jesus' life as he went into the garden of Gethsemane. There he went to pray and and he tells his disciples, I, I, I would that you would also find yourself a place to pray because there is some things that are coming and there are some things that are about to take place and you're going to need to make sure that you're praying that you enter not into temptation. Jesus had already told them what was about to transpire and what was about to happen. At the Last Supper, he told them that one of you is going to betray me it is he that sups with me in the dish and as Judas has already left with the devil entered into his heart to go and to do what has been set in his heart to do Jesus finds himself in a lonely place in a place feeling no doubt rejected and feeling no doubt like is this really all that there is is this really the end of the life that I have lived his flesh no doubt was in a total 
tug of war with his spirit that didn't, his flesh did not want to die. His flesh did not want to just simply lay down and give itself a ransom. But the spirit within him, the God that was wrapped in flesh knew there is no other alternative. There is no other way. And so here in this garden, the flesh of Jesus in a tug of war between what he knew had to be done and knowing I do not want to drink of this. It's not appetizing. It's not appealing. It's not what I really desire for my flesh. But somewhere down deep within him, he falls upon his face, upon his knees, on the ground, and he begins to pray, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to drink of the wrath that I've got to drink from. I don't want to partake in what I've got to partake in. I don't feel like being made sin for everybody else. Oh, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But finally he gets to the part in his prayer where he says, God, if nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done in my life. Can I tell you tonight, our flesh does not like the cup that we have to drink from from time to time. Our flesh does not like the valleys that we must go through from time to time. But somewhere in the middle of that valley there has to be a Gethsemane where we fall on our face and say God move and work in me the way that you desire to work in my life Jesus knowing what had to happen knew what had to be done can I tell you that a garden when it's first planted is not a place that is full of life. But within that garden, before anything could be planted, there is some ground that has to be broken and busted up. There are some things that have to be turned over. And there's some things that have to be displaced and moved around before those seeds can ever be planted. Before that seed is ever planted in the ground, there has to be a cutting and there has to be a breaking up of that ground and of that dirt so that those nutrients can be released and that oxygen can be just right and things can get the way that they need to be so that when that seed finds its place in the ground, Oh, it can finally sprout forth in life. But can I tell you, before that seed ever comes forth, bringing forth life, that seed must first have to fall into the ground. And there in the ground, that seed has to die. And once that seed dies, then new life can begin to sprout up. And eventually it works its way up through the top of the soil. And it breaks its way forth. And can I tell you, before we can ever bear fruit, there has to be a death that takes place on the inside of us there has to be something on the inside of us that says God this garden might not be beautiful right now it might be full of a bunch of broken stuff it might be full of a bunch of heartache right now but God somehow keep your hand on me somehow God hold me until I can live again hold me until I can breathe again hold me until I know what it is that you're going to do in my life. Hold me until I know there's still life within these lungs.
John 12 and 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Jesus was trying to let his disciples know. He was trying to let them reach out and grab a hold of the revelation that out of death or out of weakness, great strength was born. He was trying to let them know. I know sometimes it looks like it's finished and sometimes it looks like it's over and that little corn of wheat, that's all it would ever be unless it fell into the ground and it died but when it dies it brings forth much fruit can I tell you if you're only bringing forth a little fruit maybe you need to find yourself a Gethsemane and say God press on me and squeeze on me until the anointing flows in my life again work on me God until I live work on me until I'm bringing forth fruit work on me until I'm everything that you desire for me to be. Hallelujah. And there, in that garden of Gethsemane, Jesus says you need to pray. You need to make sure that you don't enter into temptation. And he withdraws. And there, he prays alone. And that cup can I tell you his sorrow got him into the position where he began to pour his heart out and he began to pray until nothing else mattered. And he prayed and it was like that sorrow there in that Gethsemane that it was squeezing everything out of him. It was squeezing his own will and his own desire out of him. It was getting him to that place where he could finally pray hey God not my will but let your will be done in my life. It was getting him to that place where he could finally let go of the reins and say hey I realize I'm no longer in control of this but God have your way in my life and once he said nevertheless not my will but thy will be done the word of God tells us that an angel came down and began to strengthen him we talk a lot about Jesus being able to call down legions of angels to take him and protect him from the death that he would have had to die but can I tell you that that one angel was more than enough to stop things from happening that one angel was more than enough to fight for God and for there to be victory on the side of Jesus. Oh, but can I tell you, Jesus wasn't interested in that angel bringing the victory over the legions of Romans. But Jesus only said, hey, if you'll just give me a little strength, I know I can face what I gotta face. If you'll just give me a little strength, I know that here in this garden, there's something being born in me. There's something happening in me. Can I tell you, you can't face life on your own. You gotta be in the garden and let God squeeze all those things out of you that say you'll never make it. You gotta get down on your knees and say, God, work on me until there's nothing but fresh oil flowing in my life. God, work on me until everything that's not like you is squeezed out and there's fruit in my spirit.
Psalms 138, verse 3. says, In the day when I cried, thou answeredest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. God, I don't understand how it's all going to work out. But I believe you can give me strength to make it through. I don't have a blueprint on how it's all going to unfold. But I do have my Bible. I do have the Word that lets me know in the end we all win. That in the end, those that are on the Lord's side, they're going to stand triumphant and victorious. And I love what you said, brother, about one angel. Can I tell you, that's all he needs. And that's all it's going to take to bind up the adversary. We don't serve a God of weaklings. We don't serve a God that's not able. But we serve a God. He says, all I need is just one. All I need is to speak my word and they'll do my bidding. All I need is to let them know, hey, I got something I need you to bind up. And here in the house of the Lord tonight, come on, God wants to bind up your adversary. God wants to let you know, I got enough strength in the middle of your Gethsemane. I got enough strength in the middle of your weakness and in the middle of your struggle to cause you to be an overcomer. I got enough anointing to watch over you and make your life brand new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strength is birthed in that guard. Once, once that angel strengthened Jesus, he was there at his side. He could have commanded that angel to do whatever he desired. But oh, that I could just have just enough strength to do what God has called me to do. I wonder, would you throw your hands up right now all across the house of the Lord? No doubt the pain of rejection still heavy on his mind. No doubt thinking about Judas with the money bag in his hand. Oh, one of my own that I called and said, follow me. One of my own that I took in to my bosom, that I made my friend, that I made my companion. He's about to come and betray me with a kiss. He's about to come and turn me over for 30 mere pieces of silver. Is that all I'm worth to him? Is that all I mean to him? Just a little bit to put in his pocket just a little bit to help him get by another day I want to tell somebody tonight in the house of the Lord it doesn't matter what you're facing it doesn't matter what you're going through but in the middle of your garden God wants to make something beautiful out of your life in the middle of your garden God says you just get on your knees and plant the seed and let yourself die and when I bring you up I'm going to show you that there's more to life than what you've been experiencing. There's more to life than the hell you've been going through. There's more to life than the chaos that's been on your mind. It's been attacking your home and attacking your family. But I've got a plan for you. I got a plan for you. Woo! 
God, I, I don't like these feelings that I'm feeling. I don't like what I'm facing in my mind. But God said, you're in the garden. You're in the garden. You're at that defining moment of your life. What will you decide? Will the pressure turn you to the wayside? Or will the pressure cause you to fall on your face like never before and say, God, I know you've got to be up to something. Can I tell you what Satan would desire? Satan would desire to convince some of you that from the last supper to where you just ate with Jesus and he just satisfied you and he just filled you up, he would like to convince you from there to the garden that God no longer cares about you and that God no longer has his hand on your life but baby if you've been sitting at the table and you've been eating of the goodness and the kindness of God hey if he's God at the table he's God in the garden if he's God at the table he's God in the garden if he's the God of the bountiful he's the God of the empty he's the God of the rich and he's the God of the poor Paul said I learned that no matter where I'm walking hey I can be content because I'm serving him it's not about me but it's about the God that I'm serving I learned how to be hungry I learned how to be full I learned how to be empty and I learned how to be filled I learned how to be rich and I learned how to be poor because I still serve the same God hallelujah Come on, I said, I wonder, would you lift your voice all across this house right now? My wife would go ahead and make her way to the music. Can I tell you tonight? There's some that might say, well, preacher, is there a way that we can bypass Gethsemane? Is there some way we could take a detour around that place in our life? Oh, can I tell you that without a Gethsemane, you'll never make it to Calvary. Without a Gethsemane, there would have never been a Calvary. You understand what I'm telling you? Oh, and I know, I know, I know that it looked like defeat in the garden when Jesus accepted the death that he was going to die. When he said, Lord, I've already seen all the way down to the bottom of that cup and I don't like some of the things that I'm going to have to experience. But can I tell you, there was something on the other side of all that shame and of all that guilt and all those feelings that he was going to feel because he was being made to feel the shame of every sin under the sun. He was be made, he was gonna be made to feel all the agony of what it felt like for somebody to fall in adultery, for somebody to fall in fornication, for somebody to fall into homosexuality. He was gonna know what it was like to experience the shame of sin. But somehow he looked beyond all of that and said, Hey, it might not look good right now, but 
that there's some joy on the other side of this. There's some joy on the other side of this shame. There's some joy on the other side of this death. You see, hell wants to get you distracted with what's at the top of the surface and what's at the top of the cup because he knows that if you can drink it all down there's something on the other side of that cup that's going to be far greater than any trial you've ever walked through oh can I tell you to the world it looked like Jesus was defeated while he was hanging on that cross. To the world, to hell, it looked like, we, hey, somebody, party, get the party music started. We're about to have a, a celebration for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is dead. Oh, but can I tell you what looked like defeat hanging on the cross was only a victory on display. Hey, that crown of thorns on his head, it wasn't a sign of defeat, but it was display. It was victory on display. It was the power of God. It said, hey, you thought you had me. But by my blood and by my stripes, my people are healed. With every lash of the whip, hell thought it was getting another one on him. You're just purchasing another healing. I come to tell somebody tonight that when it looks like you're at your weakest, when it looks like you're all but dead and you're all but washed up oh just wait a moment cause you're about to experience one of the greatest comebacks in history you're about to experience one of the greatest underdogs coming back to take the win why? hey because hey there's something greater on the inside of me and it's just holding back waiting for the right moment waiting for the right time saying I'm not finished with you yet I'm not done with you yet you're just in Gethsemane and there's victory born there's strength born at Gethsemane there's enough that you need to make it all the way at Gethsemane it's like a place where those olives it's an olive press you know that that anointing oil came was birthed from those olives being 
smashed and beaten and squished until just the, the oil would flow. And that oil would flow and it would be used in the house of the Lord. I want to tell somebody tonight under the sound of my voice that that squeezing and that pressing that you're feeling it's not meant to destroy you but it's meant to cause the anointing of the Holy Ghost to flow in your life to flow out of you to fill you up and to spew out of your mouth and when you would speak to your neighbor they would say hey uh, there's something happening on the inside of them uh, there's something going on on the inside of them uh, you know if we're not careful uh, we'll put the things of the world in our minds and we'll spew that out of our mouth uh, oh but if we'll let Gethsemane get a hold of us uh, and we'll let God work on us uh, hey uh, that anointing will begin to flow out of our mouth uh, that anointing will begin to flow out of our prayers uh, that anointing will be, uh, begin to touch our family uh, it'll begin to touch our spouses uh, It'll begin to touch our lost loved ones. It'll begin to touch our children. Hey, when you walk through those doors back there, hey, it'll begin to touch the throne room of God. Hey, and we can have powerful church and the sinner can be delivered. Why? Because somebody spent some time on their knees in Gethsemane. Somebody spent some time in the garden knowing this is not my defeat, but something's being born in me. You can be seated for a moment. I'm about to be done. That, you might be wondering what happened to those disciples that Jesus left to sleep. The Word of God says that they slept for sorrow. And what that means is the news that Jesus was about to be portrayed. The news that he was about to have to suffer and die was too much for them to bear. Too much for them to handle. And in their hopelessness, they were exhausted in their minds. They were exhausted in their spirits. And all they could do was lay down. They couldn't find the strength to pray it was as if they accepted defeat but Jesus said won't you pray that you enter not into temptation and tonight as I preach as people under the sound of my voice that you are exhausted and you're weary in your prayer because you feel like your prayers aren't getting anywhere and you feel like there's so much chaos and so much so much going on in your life. How in the world is any good thing going to come out of this? But I just want to encourage somebody right now. Let that seed fall in Gethsemane. Let that seed fall on the ground. And let your tears water that seed. And let that ground be broken up underneath your knees. And as you begin to talk to God, say, God, I've come too far to give up 
up now. I've experienced the joy around the table. I've experienced you recovering sight to the blind. I've experienced a great deal of things, but I've never been in Gethsemane before like this. We've had some good prayer meetings here before Jesus, but this feels a little bit different. This feels a little bit harder. And this feels like nothing good can come out of this. Oh, but can I tell somebody, I encourage you to put your confidence in Jesus and say, Lord, wherever you lead me, I will follow. If you got something you want to press out of my life, God, then press it out of me. I want the oil to flow. I wonder would you lift your hands right now all across the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, help me. It hurts right now. Something's being birthed on the inside of you. Something's happening on the inside of you. Oh, and hell's afraid. I said, hell's afraid that when you come out of Gethsemane, you're going to have a moment where the victory is displayed in your life. You're going to have a moment. Hey, after your weakness, God said, I'm about to make you strong. After your struggle, I'm about to help you to survive. Hey. After all the pain that you went through, hey, there's joy waiting on the other side. After all the heartache you've been through, there's joy waiting on the other side of it. It's not over yet. It's not finished yet. It's not done yet. For in the hands of God, there's something being born on the inside of you. It's not something that's just going to be there a little while, but it's going to bring forth fruit. It's going to bring for something huh, that will sustain you. Do you lift your hands one more time? Help me pray. God said I'm not finished I'm not even close to being done the questions I'm going to answer those in due time but just rest assured it's all for my glory. The feelings you feel feel like you're forsaken and feel like you're forgotten. But God said the anointing that's being born in your spirit is going to fill you with such joy 
that is going to outweigh every heartache. Every night that you have waken up with sweat running down your face, with fear. God said, I'm beginning a new chapter in your life. God said, just give it time. Just give it time. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Would you lift your voice with me right now all across this house? Come on, would you lift your voice with me all across this house? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I wonder if somebody really begin to cry out to him right now. I wonder if somebody really begin to talk to him right now. <laughs> hallelujah. I come to tell you that just because they rolled the stone in front of the tomb, that doesn't mean the story's over. Just because they put their seal on it, that doesn't mean the story's over. And just because it looks like all hope is lost, that doesn't mean the story's over. Oh, but there's something going to break forth out of that ground. There's something that's going to break forth out of that ground. Oh, God said, hey, in due season you shall reap if you faint not. And I tell you, there's coming a time. There's coming a due season. There's coming a moment in your life. Hey, when you're going to say, hey, all the heartache that I walked through, every river that I had to cross. It was worth it to stand right here where I am with the glory of God flowing through my veins knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Knowing that I have overcome not by my own strength, not by my own abilities, but because in the garden somewhere I allowed my flesh to die. I allowed my own will to die and I allowed God to birth something in me that gave me enough strength to make it another mile in the name of Jesus come on let's pray let's pray let's pray come on if you're here tonight and you're not sure you're not sure what's tomorrow what tomorrow holds that's all right you're not sure how it's going to work out for your family right now that's all right there's a place you can pray on your face there's a place in Gethsemane where you can pour your heart out to God and he will not leave your prayers unanswered he will not leave your prayers unheard but he'll reach down right where you are he'll look down right where you are and say I'm hey you're about to give birth to something hey something's being born on the inside of you something's stirring up on the inside of you something's happening within your spirit there's change coming 
There's anointing coming. Oh, there's something in your words that now when you speak, there's going to be power and there's going to be authority because you've already had all that other junk squeezed out of you. You've already had all the fear pressed out of you. You've already had all the anxiety squeezed out of you. And God said, I'm working on you, making you a vessel that I can God said you don't have to be anxious you don't have to worry he's ordered your footsteps he said you've prayed you've sought counsel rest on his word God said you haven't limited out you haven't maxed out on, on your ability but God said I'm placing a special anointing upon your life and out of your weakness I will minister through you lean not to your own understanding but trust that I've already made a way. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, have your way. Oh, God, have your way. Is there anyone that would like to come pray tonight? Is there anyone that would like to come kneel before the Lord tonight? Is there anybody that would say, Lord, I'm not giving up in Gethsemane. I'm not giving up in Gethsemane. Come on, there's, there's, there's saints in this house. You've seen miracles. I'm talking about bona fide miracles. And now hell's trying to convince you that you're washed up and that you're done and that you're finished. <laughs> Come on, anybody got still got a prayer left in you? Anybody got still got a prayer left in you? Pray. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Jesus said, You're going to need it. 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 Don't let Gethsemane pass you by. 
don't leave Gethsemane without knowing something died in me but that's alright something's going to be born in me oh something I left something behind well that's alright that's alright something's being born in me hey I left some things at that altar but that's alright there's some new fruit being born in me I left some things flowing from my tears but that's alright something new something new is being born in my spirit Hallelujah. Come on, you ought to pull out your heart.
salvation is my sure place. Somebody ought to surrender in this house tonight. 
Come on, somebody ought to give up in this house tonight. Not giving up as in quitting, but giving up trying to do it on your own. And just say, Lord, I'm dying. I'm going to let this seed fall in the ground. I'm going to let go of it, God, and I'm going to let you use it. I'm going to let you do what you need to do with it, God. Move in my spirit.
Shackles are gone. I'm no longer a slave. Oh, I'm a child of God. Oh, I'm no longer a slave. 
Come on, somebody needs to let the devil know who you are tonight. about it tonight you're persuaded that you're a child of God amen you believe he can rule and reign in the affairs of all men I believe he can rule and reign in our affairs I believe he can send the angels down to minister and strengthen us and help us along this journey that we're on amen that we're setting out to accomplish and to achieve in this old world that we're living in that's full of wickedness and evilness and ungodliness amen but thank God for the Holy Ghost and thank God for the promises of God amen thank God for the word that we've heard in this place tonight amen God help me make my way to that Gethsemane Amen. And make sure I stay there. Amen. Until I'm willing to drink from the cup. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Why? Because I want the beauty of Jesus Christ to be manifested in our lives. Amen. In our conversations, in our conduct, and where we go and what we're doing. I want people to see Jesus. I'm not interested in us seeing us, but I want them to see Jesus in the working hand of the Lord in our lives and in our hearts. All the devil is going to do everything he can to hinder that and stop that. But you know what? God's working. Amen. And he's got angelic hosts and people. Amen. He's working on our behalf like a good evangelist like Brother Rouse. Amen. To come and preach to us and help us along this journey. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. My, my, my. I'm telling you what. He's been preaching the word here. He's been putting the word out. Now here, I believe here's the key. That you don't let the business of tomorrow rob you of it pace that we're all in how many likes being in the fast lane well, none of us do how many of you are busier now than you've ever been in your life we are just life one thing after another this pulling that's pulling but I'm glad heaven's pulling 
I'm glad the Holy Ghost is pulling. I'm just glad Jesus Christ is pulling for us. Amen. Preaching and ministering and working on our behalf and pulling us together. Man, that we can hear the voice of God and bring forth the children that God's desiring to bring forth. To see our babies, amen, full of the Holy Ghost and full of the love of God. Amen. I'm glad he's got some angels. He'd probably shock some of us if our eyes would really be open. Scripture warned us, amen, about how to entertain strangers. There could be a strong possibility it could be an angel. Amen. That's just walked in our presence and in our midst. Amen. To come and help us. We're not in this by ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. God's for us. The Bible said, if God's for you, who can be against you? Amen. I'm determined to be victorious. How about you? Amen. I'm determined to be victorious. Amen. It's not a time to be ignorant of Satan's devices. It's a time, amen, to realize and recognize what's going on around us. And getting our priorities where they need to be. Our hearts and minds and spirits where they need to be. Hallelujah that God can use us in this end time. There's some hungry lives and hungry souls out there that's looking for somebody who's got their head on right. Amen. That's not wishy-washy and up and down and riding some roller coaster ride. Amen. But know who they are and know the God they serve. Amen. That he's going to see us through in this end time. Praise God. I'm telling you, God has been good to us, preaching, ministering to us. Hallelujah. How many of you think you could stand at least one more week of this? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to press on one more week at least. Who knows what may break out and enough stuff that starts breaking out. And I'll tell you one thing. You can't blame the evangelist and his good wife. Man, they've walked to the Holy Ghost. They've preached the Word of God. They've been giving it everything they've got from the very first, first, first time they was here. I thank God for them. And we're going we're gonna to bind with them. We're going to worship with them. I know, it, I know it could be wearisome. I know it gets tough. But you know what? I just make up in my mind and heart. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be tough. Have you ever watched somebody really sell themselves out to the world? Give themselves over to certain things. I've worked them at the shipyard. Man, they'd come in there staggering all, all bloodshot eyes. <laughs> Lying to themselves. Man, if I can just make it through today, boss, I ain't doing that, man. I get off the seat and I'm going home. I'm By 10 o'clock, man, their spirit starts changing. By two o'clock, I said, you know what? I believe I, I'm going to go by there, but I'm not going to stay as late tonight. And they lying to themselves. Make their way back to them same bar rooms, those same places. But you know what? We want to come to the house of God. We haven't spent no 11 or 12 o'clock tonight in services. We have. We have in the past. I, I know what it's like to be here at 11 or 12 o'clock praying and worshiping, magnifying God. Let's let God have his way in this end time. Let's give ourselves. Hey, and I know it's tough on the children. Praise God. How many more days? We got about what? Two more weeks of school? Two or three? Anybody going to shout over that? Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Amen. We'll shout with you. But you know what? The work folks just ought to just keep on going. Keep on digging in. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But one of these days, all of that's going to be behind us. And we won't have to worry about none of it. And it's going to be worth the fight. It's going to be worth the fight. I got a special little request tonight. Brother and Sister Burnham needs a place to, to stay in Texas for a few days and a few weeks. And I'm, I'm praying, already praying tonight. I kind of let that be a part of our special prayer tonight. But we're going to bind with them that God's going to. And you know what? I said, God, now you've got an apartment that you want them in. Right by the right people. That they can be a witness to and a light to. God's got this thing. So we're going to pray and ask God to open up a door and open up a way. Nothing's opened up yet, but it's fixing to. We want it to be the right one that God wants it to be. Amen. The right place that God wants them to use them and bless them. Amen. To be a blessing to somebody. So I want you to bind with me in prayer in the next few days that God would just open that up and give them direction and move upon the right folks. It'd be in the right place because it's, it's going to be very difficult for them to make that drive back and forth from his aunt's house and in that Houston. I told Brother Randy, I went to walk away from him a while ago. I said, hey, we better tell them that's just a Mississippi driver coming to Houston. You better find me a kosher place. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So we're just asking God and believing God because you know what? I believe God loves us. And I believe he'll do some great things for us. Amen. And I'm believing him tonight. How about you? Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate all of our guests. God bless each one of you coming worshiping with us. Amen. We'll be back here Sunday morning. Praise God, Brother Rouse, and be with us. And we're just looking for a great move of God. I know there's several that told me they're not going to be able to be here. But amen, we're still going to have revival and have a move of God. Let God help us along this way. Praise the Lamb. God's good to us, isn't He? Amen. God's good to us. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.